This is BBC Seven. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. Piano, Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello, and welcome to a brand new series of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, in which you can hear all the old jokes, but in a brand new order. There have been a few changes since we last met, so will you please welcome for the ladies, Willie Rushton and Tim Brooks. <laughs> And for the gentlemen, Graham Garden and Barry Crown. At the piano, we have the masked fingers of Colin Sell. And we're going to start, as always, with the first round, which, for the purposes of this programme, is called Round Number One. The title is Good News, Bad News. Uh, one uh, member of the panel who I'm about to nominate will start with some good news. The next person will give us the corresponding bad news. And then the next person will give us the good news. And then the person after that will give us the bad news. And this will go on until I press the buzzer, which will sound like, which will sound like this. Right. And we'll start with you, Tim Brooke-Taylor. Um, good news. Um, I went to a stag party last night. <laughs> Bad news, um, it was real stags. <laughs> Good news, one of them took me home. <laughs> Bad news, he turned out to be a bum steer. <laughs> Good news, he was really an old deer. <laughs> Bad news, very old and very dear. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> the buck stops here. <laughs> One point there for the Willie Rushton for waking up in the nick of time. <laughs> and uh, we'll start now with you, Willie, then. Oh, thank you. Um, good news. I've just been signed up by Breakfast Television. Uh, bad news, I don't get up till lunchtime. <laughs> news, they say you can broadcast from bed. Bad news with Michael Parkinson. <laughs> Good news, he's promised to bring a friend. <laughs> Bad news, it's Russell Harvey. <laughs> Good news, it'll be the first time I've felt hearty in the morning. <laughs> Bad news, I'll be feeling a little parky. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a good well, cut. You? Good cut. With the team's level pegging, we go over to you, Graham, to start with some Me. good news. Uh, good news, the country's economic situation is improving. Bad news, so Mrs Thatcher's doing a U-turn. <laughs> 
could use on the motorway. <laughs> Bad news, there's never a juggernaut when you want one. <laughs> well, that uh, puts Willie marginally in the lead, level-pegging with the others. And this is the problem... <laughs> This is the point where I give teams advance warning of the late arrivals that they'll be doing later on in the programme. This week we'll be asking them, and you might well have guessed it, for late arrivals at the Royal Ball. Ah. Late arrivals at the Royal Ball. Nothing fellas. disrespectful, please. Right, well, now we're going to go on to a game which we've played in all the... Uh, well, in the last few pre uh, series that have gone before, but... Uh, <laughs> you smooth-talking devil. <laughs> we were going to drop it from this series, but by popular request, which was made known to us even before uh, we came to do this programme, we're going to put it in for this one programme only. It is that old childhood game that everybody remembers, Mornington Crescent. As this is a one-off, teams, we're going to have... Uh, we're going to bring one of the special rules into play, and that is that... Any vertical move not preceded by a diagonal incurs a penalty of one move, as long as it's correctly challenged. <laughs> Teams busy but it's the usual rotation, down. Humph, isn't it? Not, no. Well, it, no. It's, it's not the usual rotation. Oh, it's, yes, I'm sorry, oh, yes. Oh, sorry, yes. the usual rotation yes. of these rules. It's not the usual for, for, for general, for basic general, no. I'm sorry. Right. Oh, great. <laughs> right, we'll start with you, Graham Garden. It's like boycott without his box, this. <laughs> Totteridge. What? Totteridge what? Totteridge. That's not very good. He can do Totteridge. <laughs> That's really dreadful. He can do Totteridge. Haven't played for a bit, have we? <laughs> no, he can do Totteridge, because he opens He's out... He's done it, but his. it's also Mornington Crescent. No, it's not, because... No, it's you're not. You're not preceded by a diagonal. You can't do that yet. Oh. Graham's right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's your turn Dear. to play, Tim. Barry will not be quite so petulant. Shall I go on? Super brat of Mornington Crescent. <laughs> Warren Street. Abbey Road. Mornington Crescent. Yes. Not your turn. Is it? Well, I was challenging his... Because he goes before. ...before the diagonal. Goes before. I was going to I say went. Lower Regent Street, so that's got you, hasn't it? No. No, it wouldn't, eh? We went before anyway, so it's nullified. No, the, uh, I'm sorry, Graham. Do we have a, a ruling on that? <laughs> It wasn't, I think right would it be clearer if we went nip? It wasn't uh, preceded by a correct diagonal. Willie Rushton. Thank you. Um, Abingdon Road. Bank. Queen Anne Street. Seven Sisters Road. Oh, no. It's all right. Partner. Victoria Street. Morning, the, uh, Camden, Camden Town. Town. Uh -huh. Camden Town. It has to be. Lower Regent Street. Nearer home. Always safe. Birdcage walk. <laughs> what? Willie, it's you well, to go. I, I know, my, my partner here is writing something down. We've never had conferring before. Oh, no, sorry. No. sorry. That's enough conferring. Well, uh, we've oh, no conferring, I'm sorry. Earl's Court Road, there it is, take it or leave it. Uh, Piccadilly. Lancaster Gate. Park Lane. Oh. <laughs> Hoisted on your own petards. Yes, likely, very likely. King Street, Hammersmith. <laughs> Waterloo, Mornington Crescent. 
Tim and Willie win that one with an well, absolute on nerve, That was it. Now, the reason I didn't uh, penalise them for conferring is that you were having a certain amount of assistance from the front row of the audience, Barry. Ah. Right. Now, the next game is one called Misleading Advice. I'm going to ask the teams to do their good deed for the day and give them some misleading advice that they might give, or ask them for some misleading advice that they might give to a tourist. Rather along the lines of, let's take one that we had in the last series. You must try the open-air loos in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to start with you, Barry Cryer. Um, as a mark of respect in Westminster Abbey, trousers are not worn. <laughs> Good advice at any time. Willie Rushton. On May Day, put bed sheets on your head and a pointed hat and ride through Brixton. <laughs> Right, Graham. Yes, on Grand National Day, why not enjoy a picnic under the hedge at Beecher's Brook? <laughs> Tim? Welcome to London. Um, when visiting the Tower of London, don't forget to take a club for the traditional raven cull. <laughs> Have you got another one, Barry? Yes, um, a, a pint of bitter is known in England colloquially as a pure's. So go in a pub and shout to the barman, up yours. <laughs> and remember, in this country, before leaving a railway compartment, it is considered polite to pass wind. <laughs> OK, Tim. Uh, yes, don't be afraid. Uh, taxi drivers expect you to bargain with them. <laughs> Sudden spurt at the last moment there, Tim Brooke Taylor puts his team in the lead. And we go on to the ad-lib poem, which is a favourite with all of you. I'm going to give someone, in this case it's going to be Barry Cryer, the first line of a poem, and he'll continue until I buzz, and then the next person continues with the poem and so on until I conclude that it's reached uh, a fine artistic climax and I'll press the buzzer and award the marks to whoever I think deserves them at that time. Probably shan't award any. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have difficulty with this one, Barry, because I'm going to penalise you ten points if you're too obvious. No, Your no, first no. line is, Michael Foote was in the garden chopping up hedgewood when... <laughs> Michael Foote was in the garden chopping up hedgewood when he looked over his fence and stood aghast for there was his aunt Dedgewood Ben Mariah her Christian name forsooth Mariah Dedgewood Ben Hel <laughs> Willie Rushton that's the worst thing I've ever been passed over in my life ever. Well, he thought. <laughs> it's Rob Wilton. Well, he thought. If Dennis won't do it, then perhaps Reg would then. <laughs> Alas, he didn't know a Reg. So he rang up dear old Dennis. 
and said, Good morning, Dennis. Who, what am I supposed to be rhyming? I know. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we? You've got to rhyme time? with dear old Dennis. Dear old Dennis. He rang him up. And Dennis said, Oh, Mike, you are a menace. Mike. Michael Foot. Mike, Foot. don't nod off. Don't <laughs> nod off. Stay with it. Stay with the plot. Haven't they given footnotes now? I mean, I know. <laughs> I know, Miss Mickey. I have to tell you, teams, that we're at the moment so far away from uh, an artistic conclusion that I know, my I buzzer know. is rusting over. <laughs> <laughs> so Dennis said, oh, Mike, you are uh, something of a bit of a menace. <laughs> well, Dennis then reposted Mr. Foot. It's about me auntie who's always <laughs> chasing men, you see. Where are at we? The drop, <laughs> at the, the drop of a lace-trimmed panty. <laughs> and at that moment, <laughs> as luck would have it, some men went rushing past. <laughs> One had a trumpet. He gave a fearsome blast. It livened up proceedings. It livened them up no end. Good. <laughs> Pass swept the Welsh Guards Horse Brigade, one of whom was a close friend. <laughs> oh, Evan, he cried, how grand to see a chum as old as you. Jump off your horse. <laughs> now, come right inside. If you want it, use the loo. <laughs> Said Evan. <laughs> I've forgotten who Evan was talking to. <laughs> Said Evan, Mike, old chum, old pal, I'd like to now a blute. Well, <laughs> 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 do, said Michael. I know you have, even from a parachute. <laughs> For Evan is a paratroop. <laughs> and once dropped our North Wales. Which is a very windy place and liable to gales. <laughs> and once... While he was dropping through the... Windy, wild Welsh air. Young Evan, he looked down and said, Your boys, I do declare. <laughs> what do I see below my feet? I think it's Pontypreth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you <Boys> in Crescent. <laughs> <laughs> However, he was quite wrong. <coughs> it was the burial place of Lord Reith. But a woman looking up into the sky said, My love, what is it coming down to me? It is Evan. It's above. <laughs> I'm awarding full marks uh, to Tim Brooke Taylor as it's the first time in... Uh, eight series that he's ever won a mark for the Adlib poems. <laughs> it's about time he started now. We're going to go on now with the blues teams, and at this time I'm going to give you each a topic. And in fact, you know, also heighten the competitiveness of this round. I'm going to give you both the same subject. So we'll start with you as you won the last round, uh, Tim and Willie, your team, and I want you to sing the Social Democrat blues. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I woke up this morning. <laughs> yeah, I did. I promise you I did. Roy Jenkins on the phone. I said, no thanks. <clears throat> he said, come on, Mr. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> the SDP is not a crowd of quanks. <laughs> I said, wing up, Tim Book Taylor. My reply was wooed. <laughs> I said, Roy boy. I'm not enrolling in your ranks. <laughs> oh, yeah! Okay, Barry and Graham, your turn for the same uh, blues on the same subject. I said, nice of you to call, Shirley. I've enjoyed our little chat. That's what I said. That's what I said. Maybe you can tell me, Shirley Kims, what is a social democrat? She said, someone who likes it in the middle. <laughs> and I said, I'll have a little piece of that. <laughs> Right. Barry and Graham, you get the most marks for well, that guess, one. Yes. Well, it is just as well, because you're way behind at the moment. <laughs> we're going on now to a game which is called Graham's Game. And the reason is that uh, in this series, we're going to ask uh, each member of the team to contribute a game and to, first of all, explain it. Graham. Well, my game is called Pebble Mill. <laughs> and it's based loosely on the well-known television programme which says the title... Uh, one person in the team is an interviewer, the other person in the team is an interviewee. So uh, they then conduct an interview, as on the television programme Pebble Mill. The other team may interrupt if anything of the slightest, remotest interest is said by either <laughs> of the people conducting the interview. And if they're interrupted over three times during the interview, they then have to listen to Kenny Ball playing Bad Penny Blues. <laughs> Right, I'll recap on that insofar as I understood it. The game's called Pebble Mill. One member of each team is the interviewer, and the other is a person to be nominated by me to be interviewed. And then the other team is challenged if they think they hear anything interesting in the course of the interviews. So first of all, Tim Brooke-Taylor is going to interview Willie Rushton as Marilyn Monroe. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Hello. Um, hello. Um... <laughs> It says in my research here. Um, I love this funny studio with a garden outside. <laughs> yes. We're very pleased with it. Um, it's, like, it's like holiday in the foyer or lobby. Yes, I'm sure it would be. Now, um, a challenge from Graham Gunn. It was really rather interesting, the distinction between foyer and lobby there. I think they could enlarge on that with, with a great deal of interest to us. They crossed out for you on the idiot card and put lobby. Carry on. <laughs> it wasn't as interesting as we thought. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, I was going to ask you, in fact, uh, whether there was any difference between the lobby and the foyer, but I'm not going to because um, I have another question for you here. Um, 
which I've been given to ask you. I haven't really done much research on you, so I'm afraid I can't. <laughs> Challenge from Barry. It's Crown. terribly interesting that Bob is not wearing a bow tie for this interview. <laughs> he appears to be wearing a red open-necked shirt. I find that absolutely gripping. <laughs> I think we can allow that one, yes. It's it faintly interesting. I was wondering the same thing myself. So uh, we'll go over now to you, Barry, to do an interview. And uh, you're going to interview Graham Garden. And, Graham, you're going to impersonate Ludwig van Beethoven. <laughs> uh, challenge from Tim Brooke Taylor. I find it absolutely fascinating that Bob Langley has a beard and glasses. <laughs> Premature. Oh. You've you challenged two suits. The old problem. Um, <laughs> you've got a lot of friends in tonight, Tim. <laughs> Lud. Lud. Um, I say Lud because we met earlier today and uh, spent a few unfruitful hours uh, talking for this interview. I'm, I'm very interested, uh, Lud, that uh, you're here in Birmingham. I wondered if you'd ever uh, visited... Birmingham at all before in any way, um, Pebble Mill or Hagley Road in particular, I thought. <laughs> Been in challenge from I think it's actually fascinating that quite clearly he's deaf. I mean, I. <laughs> Well, I'll allow that, if only because it's the only way I can see that we can go on with the game. <laughs> right, Willie, you're the interviewer. And Tim, you representing now Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. Neil. Hi. Um, when you were very, very young, <laughs> did, it, did it ever occur to you in your wildest moments that you'd grow up? <laughs> When you found out that you were going to grow up... Yeah, yeah. ...and developed your lifetime interest in, in wire baskets in supermarkets... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, Was your mother as dull as you? I think I would have to answer no there. Uh, on the other hand, I could answer yes. Challenge from Graham Garden. Well, we were fascinated that his mother might possibly not be quite so dull as he was. Yes. Looking forward to enlarging on that. Wait till he meets his father. <laughs> Another challenge from... We're riveted. We can't wait to meet his father. <laughs> I'm not going to meet his father. who has been dead for many years. Um, <laughs> we want to know why not. <laughs> I think we might put it to the audience. Do you think that was an interesting challenge? No. 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 Right, well then... Uh... <laughs> he has got a lot of friends in town. <laughs> so it's over to you, Graham, now, to interview Barry Cryer. Barry, you uh, assume the role, please, of Winston Churchill. Challenge from Timbrook. I didn't know Bob Langley was nearly bald. <laughs> <laughs> On several occasions. Once again, you jumped the gun. The game hasn't started yet. <laughs> Mr. Churchill, I can't help noticing that you are, in fact, wearing, as uh, we've all come to expect, a sock. <laughs> and um, a coincidence that strikes me immediately is that you are actually also wearing another sock. <laughs> Challenge. We're all longing Yet to... another challenge from Tim Brooke Taylor. We're longing to know where he's wearing the sock. In Pebble well, Mill, where do you think? Never have so few socks. <laughs> Been worn on so many legs. 
I show few. I'm surprised that you are, in fact, wearing socks, because in your position I would have expected you to have a little man to do that sort of thing for you. <laughs> Anthony couldn't be with us tonight. I see. He's dead, you know. <laughs> I rather like this programme. Yes. <laughs> At what age did you decide that you wanted to smoke cigars? Yes. <laughs> And was that about the same time? <laughs> that would be about the same time. Because some people... I was smoking them on the beaches. <laughs> I was smoking them round the back. That's very of the clever. the cotton wallet. <laughs> I think we surrender. <laughs> Well, that seems like a walkover for Barry <laughs> And we come to the point with uh, Barry and Graham leading by an enormous margin to the point where uh, I sit back and allow the teams to make their announcements for the late arrivals at the Royal Ball. Oh, here comes Willie Hamilton. Oh, dear, he seems to have slipped and accidentally put his head under a falling axe. <laughs> <laughs> the House Brothers, Buck and Clarence... <laughs> and their close friend, Madge Esty. Oh, what's all this here? Oh, it's Prince Charles. Now, <laughs> Di Spencer, the well-known Welsh transvestite, <laughs> followed by Princess Michael, the well-known Austrian transvestite. Speaking of Di, <clears throat> Mr and Mrs Joint and their cockney hermaphrodite Sunday Joint. <laughs> Also, Harry Stokrat. <laughs> There's Coronation and Tara London. <laughs> You're welcome from Australia, please. Captain Blood and his son Blue. <laughs> and, his, and his good friend Earl Scott. <laughs> oh, King Constantine's glass is empty. Fill the Greek. <laughs> And all the way from Spain, Mr and Mrs Da Carla and their aristocratic daughter, Ping. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not her, that's an imposter. Over there is the <laughs> true Ping Da Carla. <laughs> <laughs> and from France, the family Bonfille de Bleu de Loc and their father, the Marquise Bonfille de Bleu de Loc. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Slist, and their, <laughs> and their discredited daughter, Honours Slist. <laughs> and a party from the Royal Shoemakers. I wish they wouldn't carry that banner, cobblers to the Queen. <laughs> In case I'm interrupted by Willie Rushton, let me hurriedly say that that's all we have time for this week. It's not me, it's a very late arrival, but it's only Barbara Cartland. <laughs> <laughs> That's Admiring those lovely equine pictures on the wall. Oh, those must be the Prince Andrew. <laughs> well, that's a nice groan to end on. So that's all we have time for now, ladies and gentlemen, and from the two teams and myself. Until next time, goodbye.
Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins. <laughs>